I was in like drama class. So like you had to go around, explain something about yourself. I was like, Oh, I like boxing. And, uh, that kind of, kind of went around the school and ended up becoming that I was a boxer, not Uh, that I just liked boxing. And then, uh, instead of trying to like go out and correct the rumor, I was like, well, I'll just become a boxer then (laughs) and I always wanted to do it. So, uh, I looked around and the closest thing I could find was a, a place called Muskoka kickboxing and they did jujitsu and kickboxing. So I started doing both of those arts. And then shortly after the first season of the ultimate fighter came out. Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Robert Patton global podcast. I'm here with the UFC fighter, uh, good friend, old friend, Kyle the monster Nelson. Thank you for joining me, sir. How are you doing today? Hi, doing great. You know, training camp's going well. We're two weeks out from uh, UFC Vegas on yeah. February 4th. So, yeah, can't complain. Are you in Canada? Are you in Vegas? Uh, no, still in Canada. Uh, we're going to fly to Vegas uh, in about a week, roughly a week. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, I'll be there for the fight. And then my fiance is coming, so we're going to stick around for a few days after just to kind of relax and maybe do some touristy stuff in Vegas. And, yeah. Yeah, you've been there a few times. Yeah, yeah, I've spent a, a lot of time there, and my fiance has been there once before for a little bit, but uh, I don't think she got to do too much. So, yeah, we'll uh, yeah relax and you know check out some Vegas things. How is your training going? I was going really well. Uh, this fight we had like two months, two and a half months notice. So this has been the most notice I've had for a fight at 145 pounds. So it's been much easier. Uh, to get down to the weight, whereas I think that was a lot of my problems with some of my other fights at 145 in the UFC, uh, just like short notice and stuff. So I really had to cram in, you know, yeah. And, and I think that was something that I never fully recovered from. So I'd, I'd get through that first round. Okay. And then it would kind of catch up with me. And whereas this time around, we've been able to do it, uh, you know, the smart way, uh, we took our time. So now, um, like my, my muscle endurance, my cardio, everything is has gone through the roof compared to before. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I obviously watch all your fights, and you'll start off in the first round just like dominating, and then I guess due to the weight cut, it could you know be an issue with the gas gas tank and stuff. And but you're like a this is like your fifth fight, right, in the UFC? This Fourth? might be my sixth. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. So you're like practically a veteran. I mean, basically in the UFC. So you know what to expect. You've been there, done that. A lot of those jitters from the beginning might also like not be as much of an issue. Although this is a pretty, I think this is probably your biggest fight ever. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. um, I mean, uh, like Superboy is super skillful. Uh, but also just like he carries a lot of hype with him. Like he was, uh, you know, one of the biggest prospects for a little bit, you know, he's knocking everybody out. Uh, then he had that fight with Cub Swanson that's now in the UFC hall of fame. Yeah. So yeah, he's on, he was on a big tear and then had to take some time off, I believe for an injury. And then he, I think he had to do his mandatory, uh, like military service for South Korea. So this would be kind of his first time back in a little while. Well, you'll have to give him a surprise, a rude awakening or something like, because you got, I mean, there's, I feel like, you know, like you're, 
your back's against the wall. You're fucking fighting again. You know, you're cra- trapped in a corner and you're going to have mm. to just uh, give them that wild monster devastating power. Given. Yep. Yeah. And I think Doho is going to be the, the perfect guy for that. Cause he loves kickboxing and he likes moving forward and stuff. So I think we'll, we'll meet in the, the middle of the ring and, and it'll be an exciting fight for a little bit. And then we'll see him go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. So that's February 4th, and it's a fight night. You're in Vegas. And yeah, we were, I was just watching the fights last night, and it's, you know, it's always exciting. I watch, I watch like every single UFC card pretty much from top to bottom. Are you going to be uh, in the prelims main card? Uh, so it looks like the main card. Um, at one point, I saw on the UFC's official website, they had me down as the co-main event. Uh, so I'm not sure where it's going to end up. Sometimes I still shuffle it around a bit, but I would think just because of the hype behind Doho, I'll be you know, higher up on the card. Yeah, and the main card is um, the Black Beast, right? What's his name? Or is that? Yeah, yeah Derek Lewis, yeah. Derek Lewis versus... Osterim or something like that. I can't think of his name. Yeah, but, uh, might be Spivak. Yeah, Spivak. You're yeah. right. So, in yeah, and Derek Lewis, he he's fun. I mean, but he's like he he keeps losing, which is kind of crazy, you know. He's, yeah, lost like a couple now, maybe at least his last one for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, like before that, he was always, you know, super exciting guy. I think he's got the most knockouts in the UFC or something like that. Um, but again, sometimes like he's fought the belt a couple times, like against Daniel Cormier and then against Francis, I believe, and and he's came up short kind of in those those high uh, high profile fights, um, or at least for the title. But outside of that, I mean, he's he's knocked out, you know, a ton of people in the UFC. He's always exciting. He's good on the mic knows how to yeah. talk and stuff so right um what was i gonna say so since your last fight have have you changed anything about your training other than having more time to train in this fight uh yeah i mean we're, we're always adding skills for sure but uh you know definitely having the early start of the weight cut for this one at 145 is going to make a big difference and then we've just catered my training camp more towards doho's ch- uh, style so i think that's gonna gonna really help you know whereas like some other training camps i just kind of kept training all around in general whereas this one's been very specific towards my opponent and i think that'll that'll show through as well yeah that i because some people don't watch anything about their opponent but i could see like he does you know he dips down when he you know after he throws a punch or you faint and he dips down and then you can like knee him in the face or whatever. I don't know, but I have no idea what his style is, but you guys have been like watching tape and studying it, breaking it down type thing. Yeah. 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 There's definitely some very specific things he's good at, but there's also some, some pretty big holes that my skill set I think is perfect for exploiting. Yeah, and I feel like you might be just bigger. I mean, big, are you bigger than him? What's your yeah. weight? Oh, go ahead. I think we're we're like the same height, like 5'10", 5'11". But yeah, I think as far as like size and power and stuff, I'm definitely going to be, 
you know, coming in as the bigger guy, uh, stronger, more power. And then definitely when it comes to wrestling and jiu-jitsu, I think I have a much higher pedigree. So uh, not that that's going to matter a whole lot because I think we'll, we'll spend this fight standing. Um, but, you know, if he does decide to try and shoot or wrestle or, you know, trying to get into a bit of a grappling battle with me, I think he's going to – he'll fall he'll fall short even faster in the grappling realm than he will in the stand-up. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing this – I know we started, like, working together – it, back in 2013 2014 and you were yeah. already an established i guess amateur fighter but how did how, we might have gone over this in the past but how did you even get started in, in fighting you know so um yes yeah, so when i was uh like 14 i mean i'd always wanted to be a boxer like i watched rocky when i was when nice. i was like four years old and uh saying yeah i wanted to be a boxer but I'm from such a small town that's not really close to any big cities that it wasn't until like I was 14 and I was in high school. And, um, you know, I think we were, we were doing, uh, I was in like drama class. So like you had to go around, and explain something about yourself. I was like, Oh, I like boxing. And, uh, that kind of, kind of went around the school and ended up becoming that I was a boxer, not uh. that I just liked boxing. And then, uh, instead of trying to like go out and correct the rumor, I was like, well, I'll just, become a boxer then be easier and I always wanted to do it so uh, I looked around and the closest thing I could find was a, a place called Muskoka kickboxing and they did jiu-jitsu and kickboxing so I started doing both of those arts and then shortly after the first season of the ultimate fighter came out so that was the first time I saw MMA UFC all that and I think that's basically what I'm already doing like I'm already doing the, the groundwork and I'm doing the stand-up so you know, I'd, you know, stick with this as opposed to, to go into boxing. Straight boxing, yeah. And boxing, you made, the, I think you made the right choice, boxing. I mean, even though it's kind of making a comeback right now, I feel like, obviously, MMA is just growing at, yeah. like a weed. with the, And like all these different organizations. I was even watching the PFL recently because there, no, there was like three weeks in a row where the UFC wasn't airing and... Uh, the PFL was doing their uh, world championships. Nice mug. But, you know, and they give away a million dollars to the winner of each category. Yeah. So that's pretty Yeah, sweet. it's not like there's some, some big money over there in the, in the PFL, so that's great for the sport. Um, I know, like, uh, a Canadian that I've trained with a bit, Olivier Aubin-Mercier, he won yeah. the 155-pound um, belt and the million dollars and stuff. And, and he was in the UFC, did well in the UFC. Yeah, had a lot, couple fights, and then got caught, and then went over there, and next thing you know, he's making a million dollars. So that's great for him. I know. I actually I watched him. He did well, and I, I watched because they had all the weight classes. I don't know if they well they all fought back to back to back on the show I was watching, and you know to see there that whole organizational structure where it's like. You get points over the course of the year and then kind of it work your way towards this championship fight as opposed to just having a belt retained until they lose it you know which it's interesting yeah, yeah a, i don't i don't fully understand it but yeah. i do it does seem a little bit more i guess like a sport whereas like they'll have like the, the season or the preseason or whatever. And then you get enough points in that and you make it into the, uh, 
whatever the playoffs or whatever. And, um, so it seems, seems pretty cool. And, and I don't know, so far it's worked out really well and they got a lot of good, uh, you know, good, a lot of good competition there. Yeah. Sounds like they're, you know, they're getting views and stuff. So, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I, and like Francis Ngannou might go over there and fucking uh, Jake Paul supposedly signed with them. I'm not sure if that's true. Yeah. Just that's so it could be, a, a, you know, a rivalry with the UFC and with Dana White and his most recent scandal. I'm sure it's not going to turn out to be anything to, you know, negatively affect the UFC overall, but just, you know, it's like a little, these little opportunities for another organization to step up. And I thought it was Bellator, you know, a lot of people we know, um, we're fighting our do fight in Bellator or have fought or whatever. And I thought Bellator would be, you know, like the biggest rival, but it seems like PFL kind of jumped up over them. Yeah. Bellator has been around forever and it seemed like they were always kind of nipping at the heels of the UFC, but could never quite put it together. Um, but yeah, now, especially in North America, PFL is, is, you know, coming in pretty big. But there's also one championship over in Asia, which I think for viewers, just because Asia is so big, I believe they get like some of the most viewers because they get uh, like millions of views just because the population and stuff. And obviously like Bushido and like warrior stuff, samurai culture, all that is very big over in Asia. So they're definitely some some pretty hardcore fans. Yeah. And um, Mighty Mouse Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. he's over there and, you know, Marino, Brandon Marino just won again, the flyweight championship last night over yeah. Davis and Figueredo, that quadrilogy, which was, did you, did, were you watching that last night? Yeah. 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 That was exciting. And we, you know, we sponsor, uh, Marino. So to have him win the belt is pretty, pretty sweet. But I was just texting with his management and I was like, he needs to fight. You know, just because, like, to solidify himself as one of the greatest ever, he's got to beat Johnson or Cejudo or something. Yeah, those are definitely the big names at 125. Like, when you think of who is the best ever, yeah. it'd yeah. be uh, Johnson or, or Cejudo. And, and Cejudo's kind of retired, but maybe he's coming back, or who knows what's going on there. He's going to come back heavier, but Johnson's yeah. still competing. So there is... I don't know how far-fetched it is, but there is a, a possibility or a chance of him uh, competing. Yeah, he should come back. I'm glad he left because I feel like he was so dominant in that division that it was almost boring to watch. And I wouldn't I, I wouldn't even watch the fights. I'd be like, okay, I guess it's over because you know he's going to win. And it, you want to see a fight like a competitive fight, not this complete domination. Me, anyways. Um, yeah. As a fan, I want to see you do a complete domination tomorrow night, or not tomorrow night, February fourth. But uh, in general, you know, if I'm not if I'm not terribly aware of of the the fighters, you know, I like to see like a really evenly matched fight, or because then you feel bad for the people that are losing. And I felt bad kind of for um, uh, uh, Textera last night because yeah. He was, uh, they should have just called it like 
a couple rounds earlier. Because, like, even if he won, I was saying, getting kicked in the head that many times yeah, isn't worth being champion to me. I don't know. Like, it was pretty And it brutal. was the same for the Lauren Murphy fight earlier on against yeah. Jeff Gondron. Like, that was... Yeah. There was, didn't really see a hope for Lauren to, yeah. to pull that off. And, again, the... the the stakes on that one, like it was just a, re- it wasn't a title fight or anything. It was just a regular fight and she wasn't really defending herself. She was eating so much damage. Uh, I definitely felt like, I don't know if the re- like the ref, I feel like could have stepped in, but I think it was definitely on her corner. I think her corner maybe should have, you know, especially going into that third round. She yeah. should have talked to her and been like, how you doing? What's going on? Do you think you can defend yourself? And, and then maybe look at throwing in the towel because yeah, she took a lot of unnecessary damage. And yeah, with her, yeah, really a hope of winning. I know. Yeah, Andrade is a beast, and I don't even know how Mort Murphy. Was, I think Murphy had like a higher ranking than her, which I don't know if they switched weight classes because Andrade was just champion recently. Yeah, I think Andrade's. I think she's fought in like three different weight divisions now. So okay, well, and I, maybe the fact that they were in Brazil, because I'm like, why? Yeah, what what is going on with these refs not stopping it? These are like beatdowns, and look, she looked. Lauren Murphy looked like she got run over like twice by yeah. a big like Bigfoot truck, and yeah, she. I was I was feeling pretty bad for her, and she's you know pushing forty. So, uh, that's a little bit past your prime and fighting Andrade, who's 31. And I think you're 31, right? Yeah. So, you're, you know, you haven't even hit your prime, in my opinion. I feel like 33 is right around, like, the yeah. absolute prime fighting age. And so, and you, and you started at 14. So, you will have been doing it for basically 20 years, just under. That's a long time of putting something you know putting uh all your efforts in one direction to become you know an expert you're like an expert right yeah yeah exactly yeah like you think about like doctors and stuff go to school for seven eight years ten years maybe yeah i've been in school for like 17 years so far so yeah so you got a phd in this particular field and You know, okay, so you started in kickboxing and, and jujitsu. Yeah. And when you're sparring, do you, I mean, do you have good sparring partners or what? what how are you arranging? Yeah, to- yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like, so we got Mike Malott as one of my training oh, yeah. partners right. who's, yeah. who's worked with Sheath before, spent a lot of time at Alpha Male. Yeah. Uh, he's in the UFC now. He's uh, He's at the welterweight division, a little bit bigger, but. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, somebody I get to work with a lot and obviously another high-level guy, so that's great. Uh, and then just, like, my coaches and stuff at House Champions between uh, Alin Halmaji and Adrian Woolley, and then we travel a little bit to um, another gym to work with uh, other guys that are in, like, Bellator and PFL and stuff like that. So, yeah, so I do get a lot of good training uh, just staying local here in, uh, in like, southern Ontario. Yeah, that's important. And I just joined a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym again for like the sixth time. I've been on and off, I've been training for 24 years, because but mostly off, not training. 
but like on and off and I'm a white belt. I'm like this at this new school, but, and I, we have legit Brazilian. They're like from Brazil, barely speak English instructors. And it's really the best, most technical instruction I've ever gotten. And then, but I really just wanted to go for the, you know, rolling, we call it rolling, right. But sparring and we got the geese and, but you know, we're, uh, we do like 45 minutes of instruction, not even more like 55 minutes. And then like the last five minutes is he's like, okay, spar and, and we yeah. get to spar. And that's my favorite part. <laughs> but you as a, you know, as a UFC fighter, I feel like fighting against these other high level fighters. If you were to spar at a hundred percent, that could be dangerous, but tell can you describe what that's like and kind of, how you make sure not to get hurt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like we can grapple and wrestle and stuff, you know, pretty much at a hundred percent, 95%. I mean, we're obviously not picking people up and slamming them on their heads because we all have fights and stuff coming up. But um, yeah, like for wrestling jujitsu, we can still go, you know, really hard. Uh, when we get to like big glove sparring, so like 16 ounce boxing glove sparring, uh, then again, we can still go, you know, a solid 80%, you know, cause we've got a little bit more padding and stuff. And then when we do the small glove sparring, then we're, we've got like six ounce gloves. So it's, it's getting pretty close to, you know, like, uh, like the fight style gloves. So you have to pull, pull the power back on those. And also like your thumb is exposed. Some of your knuckles are exposed. So you don't want to be accidentally cutting somebody. Uh, when you're sparring with those but again we can go with the small gloves do you know 50 50 or 60 percent power with those while we work in the the wrestling and the jiu-jitsu that we can go at again like a 90 95 percent it just you just made me think of kevin strickland who apparently he only spars with you know the small gloves and he's he's i i enjoy watching his fighting because he just like stands in the pocket and does his like just just straight basically boxing but with these six ounce gloves and when you so when you're doing that like sparring with the six are they six ounce gloves whatever the mma gloves mma so the fight gloves are four ounce four ounce yeah And, and when you're and so you're just saying like you guys will be sparring but do you just is it boxing or is it like boxing with takedowns and and grappling yeah yeah we're wearing the like the six ounce mma sparring gloves then we'll do the the whole thing so just mma rules yeah okay and you do that with like mike malat and these various guys are they trying to imitate like for right now uh Superboy, i guess do, do ho choy yeah yeah for the most part now that we're getting closer to the fight we'll start finding people because like mike's a couple inches taller than me i believe so he's a little almost too tall to to i guess emulate um super boy so we'll get guys that are like my height a little closer to his style and look like him even if they're not in the ufc but if they're they're similar to him and they're good muay thai fighters or they're good kickboxers then yeah then we'll bring them in and those will be like my main sparring partners where I'll, I'll do some of my harder rounds with. Okay. Um, so 
what's like are you your what's your typical day like right now training so we usually do uh, like a sport specific in the morning so sometimes that's wrestling or pad work or something like that then i'll get my hour of cardio in around noon or one or two and then we'll get the evening training in for another sport specific that's around an hour or two hours so it's uh yeah we're usually four it is four to six hours of training a day and we try and do that six days a week and then on sunday i'll just do my cardio what what and hang with the family and stuff yeah okay yeah try and get a bit of relaxation in and recover a little bit yeah do you do like yoga or meditation any kind of other like techniques um, massages or yeah definitely definitely massages um i try and get one at least one massage a week uh my gym muskoka martial arts we have uh, a gentleman that uh, does massages out of the gyms he's got his own room there and runs his business so i'll get a massage from him i also work with the sport lab in huntsville so they'll do like the electric acupuncture all that kind of stuff they also help with my my nutrition and stuff but so that way I'm getting like two really good uh, kind of rehab sessions in. Then we also, when we go to the gym, when I do my cardio, uh, the gym we go to has a hot tub and a cold tub. So mm. I'll try and do that a couple times a week. Tell me and then, about the, the cold tub. So I started uh, like at the UFCPI. Yeah. Have you have you been there at all? I have not. I, I wanted just. I was gonna actually. I forgot to go. I just wanted to go look out. Uh, you know, stand outside of it and like kind of get a feel for where it's at. But I have no. I haven't been there. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you ever if you ever in Vegas, while I'm down there and bring you in, nice. that's where I first uh, saw like the hot tub, cold tub, and actually got to experience it. Um, and yeah, I I really like it. Again, especially with the hot tub, cold tub. I don't know. I've no. I haven't really done just cold. Yeah. Without the hot, right. so that might be worse. Yeah. Um, I I did do at the PI. They've got the cryo chamber. Oh yeah. So I, I went in that, and I can't remember what that goes down to. But again, that's that's really cold. But it's different because it's just like air cold. So it's so much easier. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. To me, the cryo thing is like cheating, and you're in, you're in there for like three minutes, and you barely notice before it's over. Like the water is like, a yeah, whole it hits you instantly. Yeah, and it's brutal. And just going in without being like getting the hot treatment first, you got to kind of warm yourself up or something. You got to like do some push ups or do a quick jog because, or maybe not a lot of or some breathing exercise, the Wim Hof thing or something. Yeah. But it is way easier and maybe, and, and I don't know, more therapeutic or better for you to go from the hot to the cold, the conversion therapy, something like that. Uh, yeah. It, I forget what the word is, not conversion, but it's like, the opposite or whatever so how long do you figure you or you stay in the cold once you get in there um so i usually do around a minute to a minute and a half again depending on on how hot or cold it is it also depends on where it's at in my day like if i go in the middle of the day and i've got training again in the evening then i always make sure i finish hot so i'll do whatever three or four minutes in the hot tub and then cold tub hot tub cold tub hot tub yeah and that way 
you know, my body isn't trying to warm up where right. I'm going into another training session. Yeah. But if I do it at the end of the training day, then I'll, I'll finish cold and then kind of let my body, you know, work through uh, warming itself up. Yeah. You're supposed to be like all these like benefits or whatever. And for to like the layman, regular guy, you get like this euphoria. It's supposedly like almost like, you know, doing drugs, for instance, because your body releases all of these chemicals because it thinks you're going to die or something. It puts you, you know, yeah. you know, it is you, you go into like almost a state of shock because you're just so cold and then you have to relax yourself and control your body with your mind and stay in there because you're not, you'll be fine. You're so, and supposedly you're supposed to stay in for a good three to five minutes, which I have a hard time doing myself. I, I'm more like a minute and a half type dude. And let, but it also depends on the temperature. Yeah. But you do, it does create a, you know, like a feeling afterwards where you're kind of like, it more energy maybe i don't know yeah and and i i find i get like some mental clarity too mm -hmm. and then yeah just like as far as like sore muscles and stuff kind of helps flush everything out especially when you're training a ton back to back man it, uh, yeah it just kind of helps your body cycle through all the lactic acid and stuff and and get you ready for the next session yeah how is how is it you know like with the you have two sons or yep. okay and how is you know training six hours a day and then your new fiance and the boys you get to like spend quality time with them and everything yeah so it's it's a little tricky right now uh just with the way things are set up i see them every other weekend for yeah. like a day and a half yeah so then we just kind of you know just focus on on them maximize um, that time yeah so i'll just make sure because it's a day and a half i'll get like my training in before that uh and it's on the weekend so it's a little less uh, rigorous and then on like the sunday i'll have them and then you know maybe i'll take them to the to the track or something or or i'll just sneak out for a run quick and and um to yeah and cardio. Hang with my fiance and stuff and then yeah that's back to family mode for the the rest of the day okay by track, I thought you maybe meant like dogs or horses or racetrack. Oh. We're talking about to go run and do yeah, yeah, just, yeah, like with a you. track and field track. What do you? How 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 far do you run each? So like, it's, it's more so about time uh, for me. So okay. it's usually I'll do an hour, and then again, like some days if it's a Sunday and I've had a hard week. Oh, an hour. You know, wow. it may be it may be a slow a slow hour. You know, maybe eight kilometers or something. Um, okay. Know, that's not nothing. It would be like four miles, three and a half yeah. miles or something. something. Uh, and then, then if I got energy, then I'm like, yeah, I'll try and try and burn it off, you know, build the gas tank, build the cardio. And then, yeah, then maybe, you know, 10, 11, whatever kilometers. Okay. Cause I'm thinking of like the Diaz brothers and Cheeto Vera and they, and, a lot of people, I don't know, those two come to mind though, and they just like, you know, do merit like uh, triathlons, half marathons, and shit like that too. And that really can help at the end of the, you know, in the fourth and fifth rounds or whatever, third yeah. rounds. So, what other 
type of cardio exercises are you is that like besides i guess you just just training in general is probably pretty rigorous yeah yeah and then like sometimes um like if my knees are getting a little too sore from running too much i've done a bit of swimming this camp okay um and again same you know work a little bit more like full body muscles and stuff but still definitely working on the cardiovascular system and then uh, a little bit of like elliptical or, or uh, aerodyne uh, bike type of thing. Yeah, that bike, the aerodyne bike is a beast. This is always yep. fascinating to me how much weight people cut and, you know, and, and whether you, I, I fasted the other day. It was two, Thursday, fasted. I had like a, some, a little bit of protein shake and some, whatever, but I lost like 10 pounds in one day, essentially. <laughs> The next morning I wow. woke up, yeah, the next morning I woke up 10 pounds lighter. Now, by the end of the day, I gained it all back. It was very strange. <laughs> so, like, how much are you cutting or what What do you normally weigh, like, if you're not cutting weight? Uh, I don't want to give too much away before okay. the fight, but it's, it's over 180. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah, and see, that's mind-blowing to me because well but not really because I, lo- I lost like 10 pounds in one day and um my wife same we did the same thing she fasted and then she lost one pound so i <laughs> yeah. think with women they have to it's like harder for them to cut weight or something i've heard is your fiance a fighter or anything or not? Uh, no, she just she just started doing jujitsu um, back in April, so almost almost a, a year ago. Uh, so she she competed in her first jujitsu tournament nice. a little while back and got uh, got bronze, and she's looking forward wow. to doing some more jujitsu tournaments. But uh, yeah, she's just gonna stick with that. She's not gonna uh, try MMA or anything. Go pro, yeah. Um, I'm like a straight up white belt, no stripes. What are you? in jujitsu are you belted and stuff uh yeah like i took i took like 10 years off of gi jujitsu so i wasn't getting graded for like 10 years uh but i'm a brown belt oh nice okay yeah that's like right before black belt right yeah that's the last one and did where does where you do do you train with gi jujitsu now Uh, i do a bit of coaching in the geese, then I'll, I'll roll and, and train a little bit. But uh, especially like in fight camp and stuff, I try to stick to, to no gi just for yeah. the sake of you know being ready for the fight. I know. It is a strange like contrast. That was the contrast therapy. That was the word I was thinking with the hot and cold. But yeah, I, I've always rolled no gi. You know, I never had gi because it's like this in a real fight, unless you're you know, the guy's wearing a suit and tie or something, you know, they're typically going to be wearing a t-shirt you would imagine. And you can't be grabbing their collars and sleeves. And that's all we're doing with the gi. But I actually really like it. And I'm really glad that I'm going because now I'm not, and cause I'm not really going to probably ever get into a fight anyways. And now we're not rolling around all over, like sweating all over each other. And you got at least some, level and it's i don't know it's just a different level of trait like technical 
technicalities and stuff. And I like the grabbing the, sh- the collar and the grabbing yeah. the sleeve and take, pulling them down into guard. And um, with like with Glover last night, he was trying to take down J- Jamal Hill and he couldn't grab him because they're yeah. all slippery and sweaty and shit. And that's also somewhat unrealistic because typically you're not going to get into a fight with somebody just wearing shorts and no yeah, shirt. at the beach or something, maybe. Exactly. Exactly. Love the beach. Have you been? I went to the beach like two weeks ago because I live in the mountains here and I was fucking going crazy with the sun going down like at 4.30 at night and like we're having these super short days and it's cold and dreary and I went to the beach in Southern California for two days and it was so nice. Have you been to the beach recently? Well, I don't don't remember the last time I was at a beach. Yeah. I guess I went to, went to Abu Dhabi there uh, oh. in like 2020 to, to corner one of my training partners. So I, I was at the beach there a couple of years ago. What was that like at Abu Dhabi? That sounds interesting. It was Just, nice. It was hot. Like it uh, was, yeah. um, I don't know what it was in, in Celsius. I mean, in, in Fahrenheit, but it was like 50 degrees Celsius. That would be like 120 Fahrenheit yeah. or something. Like yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's really probably, hot. That's where, you know, I was in Iraq when I had came up with the idea for Sheath, and I believe they're right in, in the same climate but Abu Dhabi, I believe, is way nicer. Is it like a super city? Is it like super, like what is? It? Yeah, like we, because we went during like the pandemic, we oh, were just on right. Fight Island, so we oh. didn't really get to do anything in Abu Dhabi other than be on Fight Island. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I've heard like Abu Dhabi and Dubai, you know, like those places kind of have some excess money, so they yeah. do some pretty pretty crazy stuff with it. Right, everybody's driving Lambos and shit. Yeah. That's like their beater car. <laughs> so you're thinking about doing any sheath geese or anything? Ah, the gee. No, but maybe. I wanna I'm gonna just keep rolling. Uh we have a lot of fight gear, just no gi stuff like the shorts and the rash guards and stuff. And I have them sitting in this bin. I need to if I haven't sent you any, I need to at least send you some just because I have it here and it's yeah. been sitting here. Uh, gee, no, but I, I, I thought you were going to ask, am I thinking about joining in a, t- a tournament? And I, I wouldn't mind doing that because just for the, something to kind of work towards, you know, and yeah. I don't even, yeah, I don't have a goal. yeah, I don't need to win. Cause I'm, I'm 44. I'm not trying to impress anyone. But just for the fun, it's, I imagine it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, jujitsu is pretty good with, like, the age groups. So, like, once you're over 30, you're in Masters. Then over 35, you're, like, Masters too. And, like, so you won't be going against, like, an 18-year-old killer or anything like that. Right. So. Yeah. And I was training on Thursday. I, the guy we were doing, uh, you know, just some some techniques and stuff. And... I could tell he he was like really strong, and then when we started to like grapple and, and um, spar, the coach switched him with this bigger guy, and then and of course he he goes and like puts on his wrestling 
head headgear and i was like oh, okay he's a wrestler that's yeah. it and wrestlers are fucking like stupid strong did you wrestle and like uh, so no i i again i started with jujitsu but i have more of like a wrestling kind of style or mentality yeah, yeah. um yeah. yeah that's why i asked because it seemed like you might have had that sort of foundation but they're all coming you know to to jujitsu it's not necessarily the other way around so the dominant sport or um martial art is, is jujitsu but people that have wrestling they have a, a it's a it's a, like a smooth transition i guess from someone who's never done the either obviously yeah and yeah yeah like wrestling is great for control and all that and building mental toughness and like physicality yeah the problem with wrestling is like if you go against somebody that knows a guillotine then kind of you know <laughs> this great art of wrestling becomes like nothing yeah you know with that you, you know head right submission. yeah so yeah. but once you get a little bit of jujitsu with wrestling then then yeah you've got something deadly yeah um the guillotine i'm it's really hard to finish i mean i feel like most people that know what they're doing can get out of that but every now and then somebody will get one and it's yeah yeah i think there was one even last night but maybe it was in, in the, the prelims. prelims maybe or something but yeah i had a couple i had actually typically I, well i either have people come over and watch them or it's just me and my wife watching them but i watch it every night and we haven't had people over for a long time and but last night i had quite a few people over so didn't get a chance to like fully watch all of the fights but it was uh, there was a, like the terrence mckinney knockout where he got yeah. like scissor kneed into the in his artery, Neck, artery. Right. yeah 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 that poor dude i felt so bad for him because we sponsored him too and i was like no yeah and he did really seem like a big up-and-comer too yeah he, he was really well yeah, he and then he, he lost to Dodson or Dobson or something. Yeah, in a close fight, and then I think he won his next fight. And but last night he looked like shit. Like from the get go, I was like, he is, or either that other dude was just really good. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like like Terrence, he's a big guy too. So I wonder how how that weight cut goes for him. Maybe he had a bad weight cut as well. Yeah, yeah, or so you know, and you know. James Kraus, I was, I, I, you know, betting on these people, for instance, and you like, maybe, you know, something about an injury, maybe, you know, something about their personal lives. That's kind of, maybe they're losing sleep at night or, you know, there's all these variables that go into a fight that a lot of people don't think of, you know, yeah. cause you don't know they're the, what's going on behind the scenes. So he, you know, he might have broke up with his girlfriend or fucking, whatever who knows right yeah but the, i imagine that the weight cut um we work with rock raquel pennington sometimes on and off and she's yeah. five times now she's on a five fight win streak which i'm like wow and she has a mental coach she was talking about in her last uh after like the interview after the win and i was like a mental coach i was like that is interesting and i'm never and i've never th you know thought about getting one for myself although now that i'm saying it i'm like because that the mind can be so 
tricky and like fuck with yeah. you and fuck up your whole life in a sense if you know you're having some stress and you're not dealing with it properly and you can go to a therapist then that's one thing but like a mental coach is interesting have you ever like sports mental coach have you ever done anything like that i've never done it but i know a few different guys that you yeah, have gone to um yeah like sports specific mental coaches yeah to um because I know, I know some guys have a hard time with the anxiety or the stress. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, I think because I started so young, like when I was 14, and like the, I trained for like three weeks, and then I went to my first jiu-jitsu tournament. Wow. And then I did, you know, 80 or 100 jiu-jitsu tournaments, and then I started doing kickboxing and then amateur MMA. And so I think I competed so much that I was able to build up such a strong um, – mentality yeah that, um, i haven't run into that issue but I, I i can definitely understand how if somebody just started training you know like they're 20 and then they they do like two amateur fights and then they turn pro like you're going you know from nothing to you know some pretty intense yeah. very hard sport yeah you know, the bright with, lights yeah and then very proud. mental prep whereas i had so much competition and time to kind of hone my um my mental strength. Yeah. You look so comfortable out there when you, I mean, I see, I have these mental images of like typically in the first rounds of your fights and you'll like knock some dude down. You're fucking like put your yeah. arms out and just like, look like you own the place, you know? And so that has to be an advantage in a lot of kind of respects to the fighting. Cause I mean, that's, such a huge part like the physical you hear about all these fighters who like they dominate in the gym and then they go and fight in the ufc and they just like get kind of yeah suffocated by the, the pressure of it all yeah. and that, and that yeah, does yeah. Not seem to happen some guys yeah they they do great in the training room and don't fight well and then there's other people that, that are the other way around they you know they may not be the most technical and don't do great in the training room but as soon as they're in the fight and you know the lights are on then uh you know, they kind of excel. Yeah. I feel, yeah. They, and because a lot, I mean, you have the mind, obviously, and that, but then just your heart. You got to fucking have the heart to win. Yeah. And some people might not have that killer instinct um, or just, you know, I don't know what it is. I've been in a lot of fights as a kid. And um, it's, it's been quite a while since I fought, but I would you know, never give up like Textera last night, Glover. For one thing, he wouldn't quit, which I kind of wish he would have at some point. But then on the other side with Jamal Hill, I'm like, you can just stop hitting him. <laughs> Cause yeah. that's, it's like almost mean at this point, but you, ha you can't not finish the fight. You got to finish the fight. And yeah. Yeah. You got to keep trying to finish and, yeah, so he did his job. Yeah, get that, go for the kill. I was actually, I, I, didn't, I never really followed him much, and now he's the champion. I was really impressed with his, like, humility or whatever and kind of, like, uh, classiness and victory. I like that. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, if you saw him, like, at the beach or something with a shirt off, like, you wouldn't be like, oh, wow, that guy's, you know, <laughs> that guy looks like one of the best fighters in the world. You know, know, he's got right? these weird thumb tattoos and, 
He doesn't yeah. look like he's in insane shape or anything. But yeah, I mean, he's been he's been taking out some of the best in the division. So it's, it's crazy. I know. Like, so he's like John Jones at this point, and you know, taking over that torch. And but and John Jones, we'll talk a little bit of fighting versus Cyril Gone. Hmm. That's gonna be crazy because I and I, I almost feel like. John is great, greatest ever and all that, but also he just had like this physical gift of badassness and he could just maneuver his way to wins and but he I don't think he's ever fought anyone as kind of versatile and um swift kind of on his feet like Cyril Gone. Is it, I, yeah. I, what do you think? What do you think about this fight? Yeah, yeah, I think Cyril, the only the only knock on Cyril is obviously his, his wrestling and his jujitsu, oh. but he has he has the size and the athleticism, yeah. and obviously like the footwork and the striking, which is great. And I think he he probably beats Jones in those areas. But Jones is a great wrestler, That's and right. now that he has this size, yes, seeing what Francis like how Francis Ngannou was able to to kind of out wrestle Cyril, I think Jones will be you know. Ten times better at wrestling than that's Francis. True. So I forgot he was he had that wrestling background. I think he went to like Cotton yeah. CAA, like wrestling division one. Okay, um, yeah, I'm thinking about Ngannou like not fighting Jones, but I guess it, it's Jones would probably murdered him. But, I think I think he would have wrestled him. Yeah, I would have did yeah. kind of the same thing that uh, Stipe did. In yeah. the first fight, you know, yeah. kind of wrestle him, wear him out, and stuff. Yeah, and Ghana doesn't have. He's not. He. I feel like he started fighting at like thirty-five or some shit. Maybe that's a little off, but yeah, it was definitely late in his career for sure. Yeah, so he's just you know riding his size, and you know, we just when you're that big, I think he had to cut to two sixty-five or something. So that huge advantage it's like okay you're not really like this technical fighter you're just a giant <laughs> yeah and he now he has some skills to make sure he doesn't get wrestled and whatever but i'd like I, that as a smaller slow non-athletic guy it, I, I get irritated with people that are just born these giant freaks that you know it's like it's like being born a genius or being born rich or something. It's like you got you just you got you didn't have to do anything. So <laughs> that I'm not impressed. I'm not as impressed with stuff like that, you know. Whereas yeah, Jones, he also has a he's athletically gifted, but you know he trained for his whole life and to get mm-hmm. where he's at and stuff. And yeah, so and like guys like whatever i was going to say you you've been you know working at this for 20 years almost now and it's like you earn you know you put in the work like michael bisping or something you know and it's just mm-hmm. like i want to see these guys win whereas if you're just born some like lebron james it's like okay well <laughs> you you could fucking barely try and be one of the greatest so that again doesn't really impress me but i'm really looking forward to seeing you fight february 4th do ho Choi, you can get that w and 
you know, stop his little hype train and, and put some of that hype on you. Cause that's what happens when you beat these guys is that you, you yep. get to absorb their audience or crowd or whatever. And so I'm yep. really excited to see that. So just keep doing what you got to do and fucking stay focused on that. And I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited to check out some of the, the sheath shorts and stuff and yeah but we'll see some shorts and we have we have a lot of new stuff and i i mean i don't i think we sent you something recently but we'll we'll definitely send you all all of our latest and greatest things items we have in stock here it's been you know we've still been growing i mean the fact that you were like part of the kickstarter back in 2013 which this is our 10-year anniversary 2023 And, um, you know, we've been growing and growing and so grateful. And, you know, last year the economy was a little bit funky, but we're still like when where a lot of companies kind of either went out of business or had like really um, difficult times maintaining that growth, we were able to be relatively stable. So we're very fortunate, very lucky, and I really appreciate all your support over the years. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's been, uh, you know, it's been a long ride. But yeah, glad to be a part of the team. Yeah, for sure. And I just remembered you. You used to ship our Canada orders and stuff. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I used to, yeah, to be the, the Canadian distributor. Yeah. Yeah, but you're you got to focus on this career, and you're doing great. I'm a I'm really proud of you and and I'm looking forward to see you on February 4th. So, and thank you for coming on and talking to me again. You're probably one of the most returning guests we've had in, uh, over the years. So we'll have to have you on again next year or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It'd be cool. We'd do it in person sometime down the state so we could yeah, yeah. sit down and do it. I know we've never actually met in person, but for sure we'll, we'll get it done. And thank you again for coming on. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And I will be watching on February 4th. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Kyle. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.